Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And welcome to Men in the Ring. And I'm joined out of Northern Africa by Matt. Matt is a former professional boxer and professional kickboxer. We use that symbolism as asking people to get their mental health and issues in life in the ring and dressing them. And um, not ignoring them and letting life distract. So how you doing, Matt? Doing well, Sean. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm heading into my busy season for uh, work, so um, that is always a little bit uh, mentally challenging. But I've done enough now where I'm can be mentally prepared to not let it affect me too bad. So yeah, how many great? more hours a week is that for you typically? It tends to be about one to 1.5 hours per day. So five to seven hours a week or eight hours a week, typically more. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially from like 48 to 55, hopefully not 60. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting, like the first week that we're in it right now, we're. We're actually over prepared. It's really, tr- really tricky to how to prepare for getting the uh, type of uh, manpower or numbers of employee, temporary employees. So we're actually over prepared this year. So this week has actually been <laughs> like actually smaller mm-hmm. uh, hours than than over hours. So which is not a terrible thing. Um, and it's like I'm driving around with a small day, knowing that it's going to be adjusted and people are going to fall out. It's going to be a bunch more volume, and I'm going to get a lot more hours and overwhelming hours next week, probably. And I'm like, but I don't. I'm like, I need to have enough money for a good paycheck. And I'm like, oh, am I really going to stress out that I'm only working seven hours a day when I typically work ten hours every on a normal day? I'm like, no. Nah, but how about you just relax and take a nice day? <laughs> Yeah. I actually remember that last year. I did that. Actually, did let some stress me out like that. I'm like, man, shut the hell up. So, a lot of shut the hell up to your own think thought process. That's a good lesson in life, huh? Yeah. Uh, you ever you ever tell yourself to shut the hell up? Um, I can't think of a time. Uh, kind of, but not. Well, I do it all the time, actually. Yeah. This, even just because, like, even hunting this last week, you know, your mind starts wandering about something stupid, and I'm like, no, dumb, nope, dumb, nope, dumb. <laughs> if you're tired, you know, especially when you're tired, or your mind just starts wandering to stupid things. Like, stay yeah. focused. Yeah. And that way I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. That's that's pretty average. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had a nice fun hunting season. Um, I know the last podcast we did is like what we do, or we talked about our younger hunting traditions and whatnot. And um, yeah. this hunt, hunt season for me was phenomenal, um, mostly because. Um, we didn't see a ton of deer necessarily or have a lot of action, but we had a lot of people like from 
that have, you know, like young memories of fond times. We all, a lot of us got together and the social aspect of it was phenomenal. People from the cities and Montana and my yeah. kid, one of my kids that hasn't been there for a couple of years. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Sounds awesome. So, did you get one, Sean? <laughs> I did get a nice deer. Yeah, so like the last day, I kind of went a little extra with it because um, uh, all, all the people that I was hunting with were gone for the year. That kind of freed me up to go a little bit wild like I tend to do occasionally where deep back in the woods on my own and um, went across this big river with um, a little single person kayak that I have um, and actually after a nice long hike I came upon a nice big old deer and was lucky enough to see it before it saw me which is super rare in the woods I don't, I'm sure you know like I've done a lot of stalking hunting which is my favorite and very very rare to see a deer before it sees you um but the little bit there's a tiny bit of snow which was a huge help yeah so yeah i got to see it for and i was patient almost wasn't patient but i was patient enough to let it reveal itself as a nice buck and then put a nice shot on it and then i realized at that point I'm like oh i'd been kind of mentally in my back of my mind game planning like how am i gonna get this thing out of here if i do shoot something knowing that it has to be a significant buck to even shoot it because it's going to be a ordeal you know recovering it so then i shot it and yeah. i was like oh this got real now i gotta actually figure this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a pretty yeah, it was a pretty fun adventure getting it out of there. So not recommended for anything smaller, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that was interesting. Like when we were talking about what we're going to talk about today, is like I feel great about getting a nice deer and the whole like. When I was growing up, that was the best, the nicest buck I've ever shot. You know, it was a nice big eight-pointer. It wasn't like a huge, huge eight-pointer, but a nice, you know, every, you know, most people say it's a pretty nice deer. Um, yeah. But growing up, I just remember the measure of a man or the me how I measured myself was like, oh, I haven't shot a big buck. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just trying to shoot a big buck. Can't do it. Close, but not quite. Close, but not quite. What's wrong with me? I'm a, am I a bad hunter? Like, like a I'm a alpha kind of male on the athletic side of things, but you know, some nerdy dude smoking a cigarette shot a white way bigger buck than me. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just funny. Like the whole measuring yourself as to being a good hunter or whatever and, you know, 
luck and chance has a lot to do with it, obviously, as well. Yeah, sure seems to have a big part of it. Some people, when we were talking about this a little bit, but some people invest so much time and money into it. Oh, yeah. You know, putting out food plots and mm-hmm. their cameras and running around. And I just haven't been able to justify that amount of time or effort. Well, yeah, especially in your stage. I'm like a couple of years beyond your young kid stage but yeah actually i've actually invested a ton of time into the deer that the deer that i got is not necessarily a result of that because i went out of my the area that i we've prepped for but now that my kids you know are older and i have free time that is actually a pretty enjoyable way to spend time outside is we don't have a ton of money invested but there's i have a ton of like man hours invested in trails and like expanding food plots and yeah planting and but yeah i mean some people um almost seem like they a little obsessed with it right and then i actually i found myself to be obsessed with it a touch when my kids were younger and then i found myself like spending a nice you know October afternoon, five hours in a stand, beautiful sit, relaxing, and then coming home and realizing I'm leaving like two tiny kids with my wife all, you know, weekend afternoon while I was just chilling in the tree. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty selfish. (laughs) That's kind of ridiculous. So I stopped hunting for like over 15 years and bow hunting. Which takes up more time than gun hunting if you do it correctly. Yeah. I, oh man, I've only. Let me think. I hunted 2020 COVID year. Um, I hunted then and then. Man, I don't know. I'd really have to think about it before that. Yeah, I was like, a, I think when you were there, weren't you there like two years prior? That I think. Yeah, I was here. So, so I've hunted at least well once in the past seven years. Oh yeah, you came hunt with us for a little bit there. Yeah. So I did go hunt with you that one time. Yeah, just for like a day oh. or something. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just haven't been able to. But I don't know. Might have ditched the kids and the wife <laughs> if I had more time in the place. <laughs> right? No. Um, but overall. Yeah, there's, yeah, I miss it. I just really did it. Do enjoy it. It's fun. It's refreshing for me. Yeah, for me as well. Like, yeah, now now that my kids are older, I don't have the responsibility of the hour upon hour of whatever, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. 
spending three hours like in the woods on a nice day, even if I don't see a deer, it's just like really nice. Something about it's kind of wild and there's something about the woods that's just like, like you said, refreshing. It's like, it's not like society, you know, everything's, there's nothing that's fair in the woods. There's nothing that's, um, almost nothing is symmetrical. There's something about that that's just like. Refreshing, you know, nothing's fake in the woods, you know. Yeah, that's definitely part of it, too. So it can be brutal. Unplug at the very least. Right. Well, yeah, that too. Another part of it. No. Yeah, there's sometimes I wonder why I don't just like outside of hunting season just go out, you know, in June and just sit in my deer stand and just like hang out in silence for two hours because it's such a nice thing to do. I'm not really wired. I'm not really wired to do that without some sort of goal at hand of potentially shooting something, but it's so nice. I am wired that way. <laughs> I will go sit in yeah. nature. I'll go sit anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, I definitely appreciate being in nature. It's something I almost have to do dang near every weekend is to recharge myself the next week. But a lot of times I'm like, get bored and have to be at least perceivingly productive like <laughs> getting something done chopping wood or making a trail or mm-hmm. at least in the last couple of years since I've been more freed up from parental responsibilities mm-hmm. <sighs> let's see yeah. So we're talking Nimrod, the mighty hunter. Right? When as, as a kid, we used to call people Nimrods. That was a, they were dumb because of that, right? That was a, that was a slam. Yeah, I think it's. And so I'd always heard it used, but uh, yeah. But yeah, in the historical term, Nimrod was a. Uh, it's a mighty warrior. Mighty hunter. Yeah, mighty hunter. It was half, um, what did they call it, Nephilim or something? Yeah, so he was one of the described in Genesis 10, 8 to 12 as the first on earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. The only reference to Nimrod in the Bible. Outside of that is Micah five six. Um, yeah, that's that's the information we get. So I don't know how he got what? the connotation of you're not smart, but right. 
Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What's 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 Micah say about him? I thought for some reason I read that he is also a warrior as well, like a badass warrior. Let's look that up. Um. Uh, they will shepherd the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod as its entrances, and he will deliver us from the Assyrian when he attacks our land and when he tramples our territory. Um, so yeah, that was the area. I guess he was his, was that area around Assyria, which is the Syrians. Hmm. Well, yeah, usually I'm, I feel like the uh, negative connotation of Nimrod, but this year, right at the end of the season, I felt like the better part of that Nimrod, the mighty hunter part. <laughs> awesome. But usually it's the dumbass part. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> um, sorry. Um, so there's nothing like that around where you're at as far as uh, hunting goes or anything like that? No? Yeah, no. It's... Probably no, fi- no firearms, I imagine. Yeah, there's like, actually country I am has one of the strictest gun laws in Africa. Oh, okay. So. I mean, I w- I'm not that, if I were living there, I wouldn't be that mad about it, probably. Yeah. It just seems like there's yeah. a lot of people that might not be able to operate a gun in a safe manner. Yeah. No, it's, culturally it's different. It's interesting being an American and talking to people about guns. They're like, what? Right. <laughs> you know, trying to explain hunting season to someone, they're like their mind's exploding. Right. They're like, guns, those kill people. We're going to all die. <laughs> like, no, it's hunting season. Like, there's right. a reason for it. Everybody's going to go shoot deer and eat the deer. Not shoot each other. I mean, I can't even, like, even closely begin to understand, like, the cultural differences of, like, where you, of, of points of orientation, you know, like, how you grew up as a child and understood what a gun would be or um, a conflict between peoples that guns were used for war or, you know, like, just the, the benefit of American, um, upbringing is just really hard to measure you know yeah yeah but that's something I I told my friends that were hunting we get discouraged about hunting or whatever not getting anything I'm like well you know we're in a very elite 
percentage of the world that gets to like hunt for sport for leisure you know we're out here struggling we're giving up time we're actually spending money to pursue something that we don't need you know yeah it's a pretty that's a pretty large luxury activity comparatively speaking around the world you know if you're a lot of people are poor so they need money and a lot of people if they're gonna go hunt this because they need it you know yeah very true and my daughter goes to school with this um young lady from mongolia and she was showing us pictures of her family they're nomadic even to this day um yeah, hunting's a big deal for them, but it's like it's something they have to do. <laughs> yeah. they, they seem like they handle it with ease because they're pretty badass. Like they could be pretty badass about it, but it's, it sounds interesting. They have like seven houses um, scattered scattered across Mongolia, and depending upon the season, they all go. They to that particular place for a couple months and the next place for a couple months and the next place. Sounds like an interesting way of living, obviously. Sounds pretty awesome. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta get going. Oh yeah, responsibilities call. Well good deal. Glad we got together to get a little pot out there and um yeah, thanks for spending time. It's been Men in the Ring. Like, subscribe, um, share, and uh, we'll try to get next time, next week. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, man. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. See ya. See ya.